Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. misguided people in this world who turn to violence and use guns and sometimes innocent people like you and me get caught in the middle of it. Well, what's wrong with them? Baby, I don't know. They need changing a lot.
Welcome to Black Wall Street USA for Thursday, the 18th day of Black History Month with your host, Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. This is Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com, and I will be Ron Carter's co-host for this segment. After the opening announcement, you were just listening to Common Ground, performed by Chicago's own Kosha and tenderly by composer, pianist, Boise Queen. Black Wall Street USA is on the air every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. CBBN Talk, which is the show that I host on Tuesdays, is designed especially for the members of Chicago's Black Business Network.com to present their products and services to you, the Blog Talk Radio audience nationwide. We're on the air every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And what we usually do is get two or three of our members to come on come on the show and do a little roundtable about their products and services and share it and connect with each other. We want you to come on and come over and join us and touch the world. We want to thank you for being with us this evening and for sharing this opportunity to serve African American businesses across the nation by calling in and being part of the solution. As we welcome the host, Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, we want to let you know that Economic Summit 11 is scheduled for Saturday, February 27th, right here in Chicago from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Holman Square, located at 3333 West Arlington. There were over 200 guests at Summit 10 on October 31st at the Urban League last year, and we expect even a larger turnout at this event. The first 250 guests, this February 27th, will receive a deluxe goodie bag. It is our way of saying thank you for your support. Black Wall Street Chicago wants to ask that everyone, each and every one of you, register for this event by February 21st. The event is free if you register by that date. The summit is February 27th. Arrive early and get one of our spectacular goodie bags. For more information and to pre-register, call 312-624-8351, 312-624-8351. I've posted this information in the chat room and uh, we will go over that a little bit later with you. You are listening to Black Wall Street USA, and our guest for this evening will be Pastor Curtis A. Rogers, founder of the Mid-Austin Chamber of Commerce here in Chicago. Just wanted to say that Pastor Rogers also sent over his bio this afternoon, and uh, it indicates, and I quote, that Dr. Rogers is a gospel preacher and a prolific community leader. And as I read through all the things that he's done in the community, his actions, and that is words, his actions and his involvement in the community says that and much more. So we're looking forward to sharing the next two hours with Pastor Rogers. But before we go to our guest, let's welcome our host, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, Ron Carter. Welcome to the show, Ron. Good evening, Sonia. How are you? I'm doing great, Ron, doing great. Tell us what's on the mind of the chairman this evening. Well, you know, we're uh, moving up to um, 
February the 27th for the 11th Summit of Black Wall Street. And I have to say, as we hold these summits every three months, in between those three months, it's a time of uh, assessing what we propose to do, where we are at, and getting folks real focused with the agenda of sustaining and increasing black businesses. And uh, I am very honored to have our guest, Pastor Rogers, who so happens to be a relative of mine. And it's good to know that family members have the same and similar agenda. And, and with that, our, um, our, our drive is to do just that, is to sustain and increase black businesses with an economic agenda. So in the past uh, th three months since our last summit, we have had resolutions, we've had motions on what we should be doing, and a lot of the groups that have been involved in the last summit moving on to the next summit has been reporting, has been assessing, have had some uh, trials and tribulations, but still moving forward. So I feel good as we go to uh, Summit 11 and all of the new people that comes aboard Black Wall Street and sharing the same vision in those three months. So that's, I think that's one good thing about it. We we have new folks that continue to come aboard and to share the same concern out of a frustration to some direct action and what we have to do. So uh, that includes, as uh, here in Chicago, we have looked at uh, 75th Street as a black Wall Street district, and now we have uh, expanded this movement of not only here in Chicago, but in Peoria, Illinois, and we're moving on to Gary, but still taking care of home as we look at Madison Street, a major thoroughfare in Chicago, which uh, definitely has so much to offer to Chicago, that still has some particular issues. So I think that as uh, Pastor Rogers come on, as I would guess, is going to explore a whole, I guess, historical attitude of Chicago when it comes to economic development as the, the west side of Chicago has been a, a major part of this migration to Chicago and how it is in parity of economic development to other parts of Chicago and sometimes how it reflects on different parts of this country. So I think this is going to be a, a, a lively and real in-depth uh, session that we're going to have here tonight. Well, Ron, as we wait for our, our guests to arrive, let's talk a little bit more about what type of day they can expect to have at the summit. What's on the agenda? Well, our first part of our agenda, we're going to naturally have our opening, and we're going to talk about the, uh, the Black Wall Street structure, how we are uh, organized, how we pursue to take care of business. And then we will have a state of black businesses by myself as the chair to give a review of what we are about and where we're going when we take into consideration of the state of black businesses. 
and then we will also move on to having a review of the summit, and uh, mainly a review of the last summit, which was in October, which is a um, a, a summit that is focused on motions and resolutions to action. So we're going to do a review of Summit 10, and then we're going to have an address on the resolutions on which direction these resolutions that we have put on the table on the last summit and how we're moving them forward into this present summit. And as we give more like a... Um, uh, the rules of the day, so to speak, we will have an overview of regarding Chicago because, see, Chicago is looking at its plans for the year 2040, which it will be presenting those plans this year. And as those plans of 2040 are being proposed, we have to look at exactly what is going on in Chicago today that affect what the city planners are looking at for 2040. And we were surprised at some things that did not include certain communities in which we want to do an assessment uh, for Chicago as we assess ourselves. So we're going to do a City of Chicago overview. And then we're going to move on from one of our members, uh, Obi Wordlaw, in which he's going to do a, a, a somewhat a setting the standards for each session that follows in this summit. And that session will be titled Follow the Money A to Z because everything that we do, again, this here is a business organization and not a social service organization, so we have to talk about the money. And each uh, session, each part of the summit that follows have to address a dollar amount. What is the dollars that's associated with each topic that we talk about? Because, again, it is about the money when we're talking about business. Uh, from that, we're going to go into the designations of the Black Wall Street District. Um, at first, we did look at 75th Street in Chicago, because it has something like 118 businesses, and those 118 businesses, approximately 111 of them are black, which is a rarity in the United States. So as we designate that as a black Wall Street district, we also are going to move on in this session of the agenda to address Madison Street in Chicago, which is part of the west side, and what exactly will that entail in sustaining increasing black businesses on Madison Street, which is a the main street in Chicago, just as State Street is, because it's from one end to the other end, and it meets right dab in the middle, and it's the dividing line between uh, north and south, and we're going to look at how we want to uh, focus on projects, that's going to help sustain and increase black businesses. And then from there, we're going to move on outside of Chicago and talk about Gary, Indiana, which is a neighboring city of Chicago and which it has had some very dramatic um, issues as far as its stability to grow, not only 
black businesses, but businesses, period. So we've been collaborating with the uh, city of Gary in what it means to have a black Wall Street district there. So we're going to have a, 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 a powwow during that session regarding Gary, Indiana as a black Wall Street district. Uh, from there, we're going to move on the uh, black contractors in the neighborhood, what their direction is as it relates to um, uh, contracts, and contracts as it relates to parity to the community of um, as it represents. So we're saying that if uh, one particular community have a population of 50%, then that population should, uh, the work in that area should be in parity to the population. So if there's a particular ward that is only 10% black, then if blacks receive 50% of the contract, then they do so. But they should at least get 10%. And if there is a black community that has 90% of uh, of the uh, city work being done, then they should be uh, 90% uh, population, 90% workers in parity to the population. And we have an alderman, which so happens to be a white alderman, who's going to lead this legislation in the city council related to black contractors. But the black contractors also have two other agendas. And that one agenda is how it's going to market itself to the black community so that it can uh, help its own merits outside of commercial construction work, but also trying to reach out to those property owners instead of having young guys sitting on the porch uh, hanging out and on a porch across the street, you got other guys from another community doing the work. So we need to do some real marketing in which the black contractors are going to focus on that. And then the other part of the black contractors in the neighborhood is something like a black better business uh, committee because we know that we got to kind of extend ourselves in order to secure that work. And in extending ourselves, uh, there have to be some policy and, and some direction of insurance and warranty uh, to prove black contractors from this historical stereotype that black contractors are not as good as others. So with the marketing, with the parity, and with a stamp of approval of the contractors that's associated with Black Wall Street, that is part of, of that agenda. And then we're moving on to a legislative agenda as it relates to the White House as President uh, Barack Obama made the statement in, when he first got elected is that as there is a Wall Street, there got to be a Main Street. And that Main Street, we want to look at it as going back to the Black Wall Street districts. But looking at that whole stimulus package, how are we actually going to make that move on that? There's being talk right now that uh, um, Reverend L. Uh, Sharpton has met with the president, and he's going to extend his conversations with the president to a format within 
this summit as well. We're not for sure exactly in what manner that will be, but there will be some formal uh, uh, dialogue with this conversation that Reverend Shopton had with uh, President Barack. And that conversation, again, was based on the urban agenda as it relates to the black community. So there is a, 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 a whole gamut of issues, and we understand that there's going to be a, uh, a lot of issues regarding black businesses that we are not going to be able to touch on, but we're going to have an open dialogue section that's going to be addressing motions and resolutions to address general uh, concerns that the uh, participants at the summit raise. And so with all of that, we're still moving on to another part of the agenda, which is going to address the Black Wall Street USA National Summit, which we're looking at to be having it in August of um, of, of this year. So the agenda is going to be from 8 o'clock a.m. to 5 o'clock p.m., and it's going to be a, a summit of resolutions and motions opposed to a summit of frustrations of problems. Great. It is a full day. And even though uh, it sounds like you're covering a lot of issues, I just want to uh, touch on a few things that you said. Pastor Rogers is uh, on our switchboard now. We're going to go to him in a few minutes, and we'll appreciate him coming in this evening. It is a four days agenda. It's only one one every quarter. That's why so many things have to be covered. And I'm just sharing this with the listeners. Uh, from 8.30 to 5 sounds like a long time, but we could do it 24 hours, and it still would not be enough oh, time yeah. for us that, to do that's right. everything mm-hmm. that needs to be done. But mm-hmm. as I saw in the last summit, uh, I was very impressed with the last summer. This is the first one I had been to. But I saw in the faces and in the words and in the spirit of that room that these people want to be there so that they can have these dialogues. These different organizations can have these dialogues with each other because the bottom line, you know, I know, and I think they are coming to terms with they cannot sit alone. They cannot stand by themselves and have these, these problems solved. They're going to have to communicate group, organization, association by association, church by church, whoever, whatever it is, are going to have to communicate together because by themselves, whatever organization it is, whatever association it is, whatever church it is, they cannot solve the problems in the black community alone. And so this is what I saw in that room, that they're getting the feeling and they're having the understanding and they know that they must in this time, in our time, come to a meeting of minds. That's what I saw. Now, also, Ron, uh, I want to let the listeners know that uh, vendor area is going to be available, and they should call 312-624-8351 for more information if Mm -hmm. they would like to be a vendor. If you haven't been over to Holman Square, it's been a while since I've been over to Holman Square. I'm a Southsider. Uh, very nice building. I've seen the vendor area down there. They have regular retail uh, little storefronts down there. Also, it's a very nice vendor area. We're expecting about how many people around? About 400? And we want more. We want it full. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be a re- 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's, and then again, one thing about this here particular summit, it is a message of black history that Black Wall Street has made history with the designation of the Black Wall Street on 75th Street. So um, black history is have a lot of meaning to a lot of people, but we know that the the economics of black history is a more uh, focus of where we have to go in order for our communities to survive. So uh, the agenda is large, uh, and the people that be a part of it is going to be just as large as you indicate the spirit of wanting to get something done and how we go about doing it. And we're doing it based on people passing resolutions. Yes, there is debate, but even with debate, the debate ends with a motion to resolutions to address those issues. Thank you. Now, first of all, uh, I want to thank last week's guest. Our guest last week was Ms. Jan Lindsay, membership chairperson for Mm -hmm. Black Wall Street Chicago. I want to thank Jan for joining us. Ms. Lindsay is also an executive board member for the Black Shopping Channel, and uh, we hope to have her her back real soon and also a minister. And uh, she will be at the summit, definitely. The Black Shopping Mm -hmm. Channel will be at the summit. Correct. Yeah, because she definitely came on as our membership chair and definitely have uh, moved the, the focus of membership. Because one thing about Black Wall Street, we were more focused on getting things done and not so much of membership, but taking a, a, a full circle of the uh, the talents and the uh, suggestions and the actions of people involved. And I think she have moved it. Uh, Black Wall Street to another level as far as actually securing people to be members um, and members in which we help people to activate their business interests in the overall agenda of securing and increasing black businesses. Absolutely. So, yes, we appreciate Jan very much. Absolutely. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Purdue. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. Press the number one if you would like to speak to our guests or if you have a comment. You can also listen to us live at www.blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. Forgive me, I'm having problems with my throat this evening, but we're going the full two hours. We're going to go to a brief break, and then we're going to come back with our guest, Pastor Rogers. We thank each and every one of you so much for joining us.
We're back, and you're tuned in to Black Wall Street USA with Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, as our host. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. Join us and touch the world. That was Sylvia Frederick singing Pressure from her recent CD, Sister Under God's Construction. She is also a CBBN member, and you can visit her on our website and give her a call to sing at your next event. We're very proud of Sylvia. She finished filming a movie in December. She was on a cable TV show last night. She is also the associate producer of Shaping Young Minds, which airs every Saturday at 4 p.m. on Channel 21. Her and Wanda Muhammad have been doing a fantastic job over there for about four years. You can contact Sylvia if you wish to advertise on Shaping Young Minds, or you can host a half-hour segment that is geared toward you. They'll sh- they'll show you all the options and they'll they'll sh- they'll set up a show for you. Also, uh, we're looking for new music to feature on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights. We feature our CBBM members, so send us an MP3 and we'll p- play your song in an upcoming performance. Our caller number is three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. The chat room is open. Let's welcome Ron Carter back. And Ron, would you go ahead and introduce your guest? Yeah, it is my pleasure. I believe first prior to introducing our guest, we are looking at the west side of Chicago, um, and which as extends now, the west side of Chicago is extending west of downtown, and it's made of neighborhoods such as the uh, Austin, the Garfield Park, West Town, Humble Park, and others, and some neighborhoods, particularly Garfield and Lawndale, uh, and some parts of even Austin uh, have had some social economic problems, including some urban decay and uh, some overshadows of crime. But with all of that, and sometimes people look at the West Side with the um, uh, with the historical. Uh, riots when uh, Dr. King uh, was killed, and also known for its uh, uh, this base that the Black Panther have. But in looking at other parts of uh, the West Side, there are some big, giant-sized matching homes and some uh, real development of uh, community organizations. And as we looked at uh, the West Side, looking at the Chicago 2040 plan, we seen what the Chicago is supposed to uh, is proposing to look like in the year 2040. And in doing so, we did not see any corridor indication for the West Side of Chicago. So, bringing our guest, um, uh, Pastor Curtis Rogers, who is also a relative which uh, him and I have been in the same field, but we've been a little distance in working together. But it brings my pleasure uh, to bring you uh, Pastor uh, Curtis Rogers to speaking with Black Wall Street USA on the Black uh, Chicago Black Shopping, I'm sorry, uh, Chicago Black Business Network. Welcome, uh, Pastor Rogers. How you doing, Brother Ron? I'm doing very good, very good. As we um, look at you as being a um, uh, with being a pastor, 
it seems as though there's been a, a a greater part of your work in the community, and I don't know if that would be in extending your role as a pastor based on the economic agenda that you have fulfilled on the uh, on the west side around the um, uh, was it Cicero and Madison. So how are you relating your work as a minister with all the economic development work that you've done? And also I am going to want to address the, uh, the, the cloud that may be hanging over the west side of Chicago as well. So uh, tell me, how did you get to be in this economic agenda that you are as a pastor? Well, uh, that's a... A deep question, <laughs> and uh, I think what has happened to me in my lifetime, my father was a uh, pastor and administrative bishop in the Churches of God in Christ, but he was unique because uh, he would give away homes. He gave away about 150 homes to um, people who came from Mississippi who had no place to stay. He was very active in the community, in the political scene, helping uh, young black politicians to get elected. Um, he was just a community activist and humanitarian. He failed, fed thousands of people. Uh, we had uh, clothing uh, giveaways, food giveaways, and I was grown up in that environment. You know, most of the kids were playing basketball. I was at PTA meetings with my dad and uh, um, political meetings with my dad, and as a young child, it was my brothers and I who would bring in the coffee and donuts to Danny Davis and my father as they uh, beat around the table trying to help uh, the West Side and help people in need. So I kind of just came up in it and was nurtured into it. And then when my father uh, passed away, uh, the mayor of Chicago renamed the first street in Chicago after my father, part of Madison Street, which is now Chapman Rogers Drive. All right. Me and they asked me, what do you guys want to do since uh, your father did such a tremendous work? We got in the street after him, and the bishop named the church after him. And in prayer, the Lord began to have to continue this work. I was to do a little different. And the difference between uh, myself and my dad, the continuation uh, where he fed the hungry, um, when I became the pastor, I fed the hungry, but those same guys who were in the in the food line, now children were lying with them. So I said, no, we got to change this. We change this, and we got to get them to come out of poverty and help ourselves to come out of poverty. Therefore, Pastor, we, uh, Pastor Rogers, I want you to tell you, you're breaking up uh, a little bit bad over there. I don't know if you need to move around or something. Maybe we're getting a, a bad connection over there, but I want to let you know. Let's try it. Let's try it again. All right. Is that clear? Am I clear now? Very Hello? much so. Thank, thank you so much. Very much so. Okay. okay. Well, Very good. I don't know if I can say that all again. <laughs> oh, no. no you we are. Uh, you're just breaking up a little bit. It's okay. okay. No, we we get we got your message. No, you can continue on. I just wanted I wanted us to hear it even better. Go right ahead. Thank you, Sonia. Well, uh, yeah, I began to develop a strategy to uh, develop community because in our community, as Ron has said, you drove through the uh, 
ago, it was worse than it is now, but the people annihilated, you know, they had given up hope. So uh, as a young person after the Dr. Martin Luther King riots, uh, my father moved me and my brothers and sisters and my mother into the area to help people to survive. And he moved us into the area as an example to the people in the church who had families and they didn't have money to escape, go to Mississippi, New York, or whatever. They had to stay there and deal with the problems. So we used to live on the south side, and uh, we came to the west side, and that was my first experience in rehab as a young teenager. We had to rehab buildings. We slept in sleeping bags. We uh, uh, stayed in abandoned houses. We fixed up the houses and gave away the houses to people in need and, uh, and began to pull up the community. Father prayed a prayer over the uh, church and said, don't let any of the young people die who uh, were in our church. And to this day, not one person from our church have died because of all of the gang violence and whatnot in our area. So here I am now continuing on that work with a new agenda because I realize that if you're going to be a pastor in this time, you got to take the uh, the ideology and the teaching of Joseph. Joseph actually was a religious figure, one of the 12 uh, sons of Israel. And uh, what he did, he economically saved not only Israel, but he economically saved all of Egypt and all the surrounding areas of Canaan because he had a program of developing businesses, saving food, storing up food. So now the preachers today not only are we to, you know, have a good time in church, not only are we to be shouting and praising, that's a, a great part of it, but we really need to begin to serve the people naturally and spiritually. Okay, and when my okay. father died, I began to take on that mantle, and we uh, were able to, uh, you know, start moving forward. We have a lot of things happen in that time period. We are able to build a $3 million facility that, uh, helps people to start businesses. We have our own chamber of commerce. Actually, developed 300 new micro businesses in the area, and we have a, a proposal online with the city of Chicago since uh, 1996 to redevelop the uh, Madison Street area and Chapman Rogers Drive area with new residentially owned businesses and anchor tenants. That's and, great. Uh, so I think that's what we're doing, Brother Ron. We, we're trying yeah. to you know, help our people to survive and survive ourselves. I heard you mention about the boys on the corner. You know, uh, the boys on the corner, that could be us, you know. Right. We need to just Correct. view them in the right direction. They're entrepreneurs, but they're just nihiliated. They just uh, have given up hope and don't have any direction. So here right. we are as ministers. We have to take up that mantle. It's time to stop talking about it, and it's time to start doing something about it. So that's what I did. I decided not to go to a lot of meetings, but somebody had to dig down and do the work. And uh, well, now let me, uh, we are... right now there's a, there there was one business uh, developer that made this comment uh, about Chicago and the black economic uh, agenda, and he indicated that there was too many social service elected officials and ministers running the economics of the uh, black community opposed to other communities where business people uh, run the economics of the community. 
But as we look at what you're doing and we look at uh, even with other parts of the black community, it do seems that uh, ministers are somewhat the the spearhead of, of of economics and businesses opposed to business right. people. Yes, there are business people here in Chicago, but when and then if I can, this is a two prong question. One is the uh, the absence of business people, black business people, stepping up to the role versus. Um, the true role is you indicated that you're taking up the mantle as it relates to Joseph. Uh, but with that in mind, is it because ministers are feeling a void? And then if ministers are feeling a void, what happened that ministers are feeling a void leading economic development opposed to black businesses? Well, um, traditionally in the black community, even in slavery time, it was the ministers who really were respected by both ends of the uh, spectrum. And in our community right now, uh, there's a, a big disconnect, and the ministers are the connectors. We're the ones who each side of the community respect. The gangs respect the ministers. The business people respect the ministers. The politicians have to recognize the ministers as leaders in the community. So we stand in the gap at a safe haven and a neutral ground where people can come together and get solutions to their problems. So economic development is a part of the ministry. You can't kind of separate it. The only problem I think that has happened in the uh, last 20 years with, with some of our uh, black pastors and whatnot is the black pastors have to realize that uh, everybody has to have a part in the community. As a pastor, I could have opened up all these other things. I could have started businesses myself and put it all under the church. But I feel that the church needs to give the opportunity to, to the people to start the businesses. The church shouldn't be running all these businesses. In the your the role council. as a, a minister and, and the, uh, the circle of ministers, what you are doing is is it been a a reflection because again here in Chicago you have so many different minister organizations um ooh, uh, ministers organization ministers coalitions ministers groups what you're doing is that being a reflection or is that message getting to other ministers because again as uh as you indicated you could have brought all of these business organizations, uh, businesses, uh, uh, entrepreneurship under your ministry, but you right. kind of spear those out to be independent of your ministry where you see okay. other ministers, they are building the business uh, uh, entities under the jurisdiction of their church. So, is there any sign that ministers are beginning to, um, um, I guess, not necessarily spread their wings, but to grow other wings as it relates to businesses? Or do you have any examples of any other churches that's doing what you're doing? Well, actually, um, there are some other churches that are doing a lot of good work in the community, excellent work. But 
I feel that I'm probably one of the few who actually have taken on the mantle of economic development. And I tell you, Ron, when I started out, nobody believed it could be done. <laughs> Matter of fact, I can't tell you how many times I put in proposals to the city of Chicago, my wife and I. We volunteered for 19 years, my family. And uh, I can't tell you how many pastors I've called and they didn't help. Community people didn't help because um, what we tried to do was truly a vision for God. And most of the time when you got a vision from God, the only person who can see that vision is the leader. And he has to kind of uh, move out in that area so the rest of the people can follow. So we look as ourselves as uh, the developers and the catalysts for other ministers to come so that we can train them to do this. It might be that they don't know what to do, but uh, in my opinion, every church has to survive, and that's the number one thing. So pastors who start businesses for the church, they're trying to to hit the bottom line. They're trying to survive in this economically uh, devastated time. But now the people need to survive. The people need to start the businesses so that they can contribute to the churches. Right. So if if I look at certain commercial strips in uh, Chicago, and there's one, I guess there's many, but one particular one on the south side is Michigan Avenue, where at one time uh, Michigan Avenue from maybe about – 103rd Street all the way down to 115th Street, uh, uh, opposed to 111th to 115th. But those that commercial strip is basically blank when it right. comes to traffic. But on Sunday, every <laughs> it's full. So yes. what do you think, uh, can then there's some particular neighborhoods where there's reported that there are 200 churches, uh, of black churches, and maybe about uh, 25 black businesses. Have right. we, what happened to the black community as it relates to other communities where their commercial strips are full seven days a week without no churches and um, the opposite within the black community. Has there, do you see that there's something that happens with the psychic um, uh, economic drive of black people that we tend to want to put our dollars more in church than into business, or is that a fair question? Well, uh, if you look at the church, the church is supposed to be, uh, be the uh, the pillar of truth. It's supposed to be good ground. It's supposed to be the place where people are to worship God. Matter of fact, uh, one of the uh, newspapers came and did an article on me, and they asked me a question. They said, uh, why is the church closed uh, six days a week and then on Sunday, couldn't that space be used uh, for a lot of other things? Well, I told them, you know, it's biblical. The sanctuary part of the church is sec- sanctified or separate for the use of God, but the outer courts are supposed to be active. A lot of times we need to understand what church is all about. The mission of church is to be the representative of God on earth. It's supposed to be the work of God on earth. But sometimes the pastor has missed uh, 
uh, agenda number two, serving people naturally as well as spiritually is the role of the church. Mm-hmm. So now the agenda and the programs that I have developed are developed so that um, the church can take its rightful place to help those commercial areas because we got to realize one thing, Ron. The people in the church are the people in the community, and the people in the community are the church. We're one and the same. So what we need to do is focus the people into entrepreneurship, using technology, giving them the message of hope that economic uh, power will change the community, help them to buy among themselves and sell among themselves, and raise up a whole new nation of people who are not just in church on Sunday, but actually doing the work of God by being a success themselves. You know, the Bible says, Six days shall you labor, and the Sabbath is my Sabbath. So sometimes, uh, you know, a lot of people are in church a whole lot during the week. They should be out there starting businesses, go to Bible study. But listen, you've got to have a life where you're out there impacting the community as a Christian, helping people, making sure that you have wealth. You can't help nobody unless you got help yourself. Abraham, God told Abraham, listen, in order for you to be a blessing, the first thing I've got to do is bless you. <laughs> so now through the programs that, you know, I have developed, it takes that ideology. The man has to be built up. The woman has to be built up. The business got to be started. you got to start at a level where, where you can start that business, incubate those businesses, support those businesses, because those people who are starting those businesses, see the church as a place of hope, and now they can have a mind to support the church because now the church is taking its rightful role and encouraging them and strengthening them and helping them to take their rightful place in society as kings and queens in our area to build it up. Everybody's coming to our area to shop because there's a lot of money still in the black community. Some of it's dump income, some of it's spendable income, but, you know, they take the risk. If you go up and down the streets uh, in the commercial areas, you see all these businesses, they're here for a reason because there's money flowing in this on these streets. There's a lot of money in the black community. But we got to see our place in that as religious people, as an act of God, to take our place, to take our rightful place in commerce so that we can build our communities and help our children. Now, I, I hear and I really applaud what you're doing in, in, in the ministry as far as business development. Uh, how do you assess where the overall West Side need to be based on the stigma and also based on the uh, uh, it in comparing to other parts of uh, Chicago? Uh, where and how is the, the west side of Chicago making that move as a whole, um, not just saying what you're doing, but is there some type of cohesiveness that there is a movement to focus on economic development? And then once you do that, I think, Sonia, we have a, a guest. I'm going to say we have a, a caller on the line. We don't have a caller on the line, but oh, we, have, okay. we do have a question from the chat room. Okay. All right. Well, um, um, Pastor Rogers, how, how do you see the uh, the big picture of uh, uh, of the West Side? Then we want to go to that question from the uh, uh, from the chat room. Well, I tell you, the West Side seems to be unifying. 
There's a lot of uh, pastors who are unifying. There's a lot of social groups. Black is interested in coming to the West Side, and they begin to recognize that there is a vision, there is a plan, and all we need to do is get behind that vision and plan. Um, when I started uh, the CRDDC, Chapman Rogers Drive Development Center, um, the city gave me some good help, the empowerment zone. Uh, our church put in about 350000 ourselves. We got a, a small loan from ABC Bank of uh, 260000 but it's like this, Ron. Uh, when I was going to Memphis, Tennessee, to a big meeting, there was this policeman on there, and uh, you know how we hit the highway and we're going 90 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, and everybody's flying down the street. But this one place between Cairo and Memphis, there's this one policeman who stops every speeder. So I'm doing the same thing, man. I'm speeding down the lane. So he stopped me. I said, hey, listen, you know, officer, all these people and, Everything's speeding all the way around, and why do you stop everybody? He said, listen, uh, why I stop everybody is because this is my lane. This is what my area of responsibility. I don't, it don't matter what the other guy does. I'm just going to take care of my stretch of land so that my stretch of land is properly secured and safe. And I think that's what's happening on the west side with the organizations, the social service groups, uh, the churches who are now galvanizing, the people who are coming, everybody is taking a piece of this of this uh, situation and trying to deal with their lane. Uh, Black Wall Street taking its rightful place in the uh, community. Uh, we're we're groups of people who are actually pulling up ourselves bit by bit, and I think it's coming together. It's slow, but it's coming together. The only thing that we unity. We need to unify ourselves. We don't need racist and We need to work with everybody to command our rightful place to society, our rightful place to science, uh, just okay, You're breaking up just a little bit, Pastor. I don't know if you have to move to a certain area or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let me uh, phone a little bit. Is that better? Uh, Hello? Not quite, almost the same. But maybe you can hear me now. There is a, uh, is this a question on the uh, chat line, uh, Sonia, or do we have a caller want to ask the question? We have a question in the chat room. But uh, I want to make a, a comment to Pastor Rogers. Thank you for being here. You're probably over there multitasking, aren't you? Aren't you, Pastor? And Sonia, you have to go by there. You have I, I did have the opportunity to go by their uh, their center on Madi- on on Cicero off of Madison, and it's a great real high tech uh, uh, office center. Uh, uh, I feel good about it. You definitely have to go by. Matter of fact, the community lodge have to go by because it's something definitely being proud of. Uh, go ahead, Sonia. That's that's what I have a picture. He's over there doing like after looking at his bio. He can't just sit here and talk. He's doing like five things over there. He's moving around on that phone. That's the picture I have of you. Oh, oh, I got it now. I got it now. He, he He's going on about his, still doing his work as he holding this conversation with us. That's what you mean. I hear you now, Sonia. I got you. I got you. You better expose, brother. That's all good. I can admire that. Now, uh, I do have a question. Um, my wife and myself, we started at 
and we had to take on the job of the whole job. We had, we would do the work of about 40 people, 50 people, and we have a dedicated staff of uh, volunteers. Some are paid, some are not, but people are developing, and they see and uh, the other community can giving them services. And I have an ideology that everybody needs to get paid, including Reverend Rogers. <laughs> mm-hmm. The reason why, if we don't, if we don't get our share, if you don't become blessings, we can't help. If you don't get paid, your grass get cut, your gutters don't get painted, your house falls down, and it makes our community bad. Economic development to keep the sustainability of the community moving forward of uh, African-American. Uh, you know, African-Americans need to stop being pushed around out of, into the suburbs and everywhere else. We need to make a stand and Fix our up and generate our own income. The classes that I've developed, uh, I even have a micro manufacturing class, micro business class, small business development, legal development. These are necessary uh, because the patient has a gunshot room and a scratch. Don't uh, go out there and hunt with a switch, a shotgun. You're you're, you're breaking up just a little bit, uh, Pastor Rogers. Uh, I'm not for sure you have to move in. Let me adjust again. Sonia, we we multitasking. That's, you know, a guy from our church, uh, he told me a story. He said, listen, uh, there was a guy who came from the back of the line and said, listen, you need to go and take a break and relax. You've been fighting so long, man. You've been on the front line, no help, no food. He said the the old soldier got up and said, when they stop shooting at me, yeah, I'll take a break. <laughs> well, so when there's, a, uh, there's, a qu- there's a question here, uh, Pastor, uh, from the uh, chat line, indicates okay. that uh, uh, Arabs, uh, Chinwins, uh, Koreans, Jews, East Indians, et cetera, run the economics of the black community, and the churches will not dare interfere with that. Uh, how do you uh, assess or, or address, or is that a uh, legitimate concern? Well, on the surface is a concern, but we got to look deep into the reality of the situation. The Arabians, the, the Jewish people, the uh, Korean people, if there was not a need for their business, they wouldn't be here. Black people are supporting their business. They're shopping for the price. They're trying to get goods and service. Right now in our area, there's a drought of business. It's good to say, you know, they're taking over our area, but it's time for us to step up so that we can participate. So we can't afford to be prejudiced, just as Martin Luther King's movement uh, was kicking off. He said, listen, all men are our brothers, but, you know, we have to take our rightful place. We have to start those businesses. The only difference between us and them, they can look to Korea to get back up. They can look to Arabia to get back up. They can call their friends in China and get back up. Who does the African-American call? Who does the black person call? Right now, uh, even the, the, in Chicago, they have a, uh, uh, an Iraq, Iranian uh, support group that gives Iranians money to start businesses, if they have a business, do micro-manufacturing, and uh, they have a support system. But the African-American who has actually built the 
the uh, country, we don't have that backup from a foreign nation or a big nation. Africa doesn't send our businesses anything. You know, there's no big push to help us. We have to help ourselves and pull ourselves up. We can't afford to be a pre- to be prejudiced. We got to be risk takers. We got to be innovators. You know, we got to go, go ahead and get started. You can't walk around and wait to get started. You got to start small and grow big. So uh, we need to treat every one of those people with respect, but it's time for us to respect ourselves and develop our own businesses also. There was a concern. Yes, sir. Let's take a break here. We do have a call on the line. Let's take a brief break here, and uh, we're going to be right back. All righty. Back Wall Street USA with your host, Ron Carter. Our guest this evening is Pastor Curtis A. Rogers. I'm Sonya Purdue, your co-host for this segment, and we'll be right back after this message. A successful special event can be very challenging and stressful at times. Our staff of professionals organizes your event down to every last detail, no matter what size your special event may be. Our creativity and attention to detail turns your ordinary party into an extraordinary event. At Andy Clyde's, world-class service for our clients is standard. We can provide travel arrangements, accommodations, event sites, caterers, florists, photographers, transportation, hairstylists, and makeup artists, favors, daily plans for guests, and pre-event information such as detailed maps, save-the-date cards, and invitations. Being a custom event planner means that we cater to you. We are not locked in by guidelines passed down by corporate. It is our job to find the best possible way to present your event. We have been referred to as dream weavers because we listen to what you want and get it done. Our specialties are the vacation packages. Visit our website at www.ndclides.net to see examples of what sets our services above others. And remember, at Andy Clyde's, we are your You listen to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. Ron Carter, chairman of chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, is our host for the evening. We want you to listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday evening, and Black Wall Street USA every Thursday evening, right here on CBBN. We're going to go back to Ron Carter, and. Uh, Okay. Right, well, you're back, you're back on you're back on the air. We've lost Pastor Rogers, but we're going to go to our caller. Let's bring the caller on. Caller in area code three zero one zero six eight three. I'm sure that Pastor Rogers is going to come back, redial, and come back on the line. Welcome to Black Wall Street USA. What city and state are you calling from, and what is your comment? Yeah, I'm calling from Maryland. Um, uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you know, every time I get a chance, and I'm you know at home. Uh, I like to listen to your show, and without fail, you always are very insightful. You always, it's, you know, it's my kind of conversation, uh, things you're doing. Uh, since, we, you know, we don't talk about it enough, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes it may appear that I, 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 I get frustrated uh, because we don't talk about it enough. 
and you bring up some very important points that I, I just say I'm not going to call in to listen, but I, I got to call in. I, I, I got to. Well, we welcome you. You're and I thank you, brother, because and I, and I think you are really on point on, on several things. Uh, what you mentioned cause I, about the uh, the developer out there in Chicago who said that, you know, that the, he, at least I got a problem with economic development being spearheaded by our churches. And i tell you why. I asked a simple question. And I'm not being funny or not facetious and not trying to attack anybody, but check this out. Because black people, we things just be just be excuse my butt backwards in our community. What does Christianity have to do with economic development in the black community? Absolutely, positively nothing. Why do I say that? Because we all know you've got to have recirculation of the dollar in your community if your community is going to flourish. If you're going to have... Excuse, Excuse me. me, Pastor Rogers is back on the air. Yeah, well, welcome, welcome back, Pastor Rogers. Yeah, I don't okay, Carl, can you? Okay, Carl, can you kind of rephrase uh, your your statement or question for Pastor Rogers, please? Sure. I, I well, the heart of my question, because it, 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 when 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 the uh, gentleman in in Chicago, who's a developer, said that you know at least he has a problem. I know I have a problem with economic development being spearheaded. Uh, by uh, churches in our in the black community, which really, in my opinion, is not economic development. That's not the def- that's not economic development. In order to have economic development, you must have a recirculation as many times as possible of the dollar within your community. Now, for whatever exactly. reason, for whatever reason, black people can't think like black people because we can't think like the Korean, we can't think like the Arab, we can't think like the Chaldean. I'm racist or uh, prejudiced because I say, look, uh, what does Christianity have to do with economics? How can we Everything. say that? When, 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 when if you look in our community, 99% uh, 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 of our dollars go to non-Christians, Arabs, mm-hmm. Jews, Chaldeans, Koreans, East Indians. I've lived in five or six different cities in this country, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Detroit, D.C., Newark. I'm telling you that our dollar don't circulate. And I'm not prejudiced, I'm not racist, I'm not any of that. But I'm, we cannot have a true economic development if the dollars don't recirculate in our community and if we don't stuff, uh, stop the crime. You can't do anything. Most of what I see being done by churches is on the taxpayers. Those are taxpayer government-backed uh, 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 block grants and, and development corporations. All that is coming by way of politics. Did you hear, uh, I'm sorry, what's your name, sir? sir? Give me your name again. Bob. Bob, did you uh, hear uh, Pastor Rogers in the beginning of the program when he indicates some of the things that and how he derived to being, doing what he's doing? Well, that's beautiful, but that's not, that's charity. It's not economic development. We got these development corporations all over here down in D.C., and all they do is suck up taxpayer dollar. That's not that's not economic uh, growth. As I stated, you cannot have economic growth if you don't have the real estate, you don't have the land, you don't have the mode of modes of commerce, the stores, uh, the lottery machines, uh, all the things that we spend our money on. It's, it's it's outside of our community and the churches because they're nonprofits. They get their money based on political connections. They can't speak on that. That's why we don't make any economic progress. 
Well, with the uh, uh, with the 300 churches, uh, Pastor Rogers, I'm not sorry, with the 300 businesses that uh, you all have initiated, uh, how do you address uh, his concerns based on uh, upon that circulating the dollar back in the community? Was uh, well, well, can, I, can, I, can I add one, one one other thing? Just one quick other thing sure. to that. Uh, uh, you go to every city that I've been through. Uh, you go to Chinatown in New York. You know, tell me where the black businesses are in Chinatown, please. Since come somebody tell me that. If, 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 if you go to Koreatown I, I in South Central, <laughs> if you go to Koreatown in Los Angeles, tell me where the black bank is in Koreatown. That I can go and see the Koreans. If, if if you go to Chinatown in San Francisco, will somebody please please direct me to the Soul Food Black Owned Restaurant in Chinatown in San Francisco? Don't exist. You go to Pole Town in Detroit where the poles hang out. Okay, you, there, there are no black businesses there. None, zero. You go to Bensonhurst. You better not be selling no black-owned pizzeria in Bensonhurst, New York. They burn it down. We give our money freely to everybody, but yet we're called racist time and time again. We give our money freely to everybody. I can't. I'm from Detroit. I can't. You go to the in Dearborn, where you, which was a sundown town. Blacks had to. You could work in Dearborn, you know, as a maid or a butler, but you couldn't live in Dearborn. Today, Dearborn is the seat. Dearborn, Michigan, is the seat of the Arab American community in this country. And you go, they got major strips, major banks, and I'm telling you, no black owned nothing over there. Well, if I can, um, can kind of uh, rephrase your concerns to a degree. Is that as um, uh, uh, as Bob indicated, the problems in Chicago, the problems on the south side of Chicago and the west side, is really a reflection of many major cities in Chicago to the right. point that the same issues that Chicago have, Harlem, New Detroit. York have, Atlanta have, uh, Detroit have, San Diego, San Diego have, uh, even to the point of the historic. Uh, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, did not have, but it have now. How, because it's a reflection all over the United States, and it's also a reflection of churches as well has grown beyond, uh, black businesses. And as the caller indicated, uh, what does Christianity have to do with economics, and then I think you did uh, state earlier, as it takes on the uh, the template of Joseph from the Bible. But can you elaborate on that, uh, Pastor uh, Rogers? Yeah, uh, my I, I appreciate what the uh, caller has called in and said because it really needs to be discussed. And Ron uh, and Sonia, you all are really hitting on what the pulse of the nation should be. This should be. Uh, uh, transcontinental. This should be in every city. This discussion right now, because the church is actually the uh, foundation of the black community for the strength of spirituality, and it should be for economic development also, because serving people naturally and spiritually is the will of God. But in order to have, yeah, let me actually, in order to, okay, in order to have economic development, in order to have economic economic development. You have to have entrepreneurship, and in order to compete in entrepreneurship, you have to use technology. Technology levels the playing field 
for black people to compete with the big guys or the ones who are already in place. See, the problems that uh, our brother on the line uh, was articulating are long-term problems. They didn't come overnight. Uh, the problems existed before I was born. We were systematically pulled into this situation by slavery. But it got to stop. It just has to stop. We have to begin to start businesses and then support those businesses. And what have I done in my uh, model uh, for that? Well, we have developed a new chamber of commerce. We had developed so many businesses that it forced us, Ron, to develop a chamber of commerce. And our model in that chamber of commerce is networking. We had networked the businesses together. We uh encourage them to buy and sell from one another, and guess what is happening? A lot of people came to our first uh, meeting. Matter of fact, uh, some people were critics who came there. They expected just a little graduation, but they saw 80 new businesses with products. We had a, a, a day where they began to present their businesses. We have our own chamber store. We publicize. We encourage, and I'm telling you, if we can start now like this, I wish I had the money. I wish I had the financial banking to get a group of 50 pastors together, train them in the methodology that we're using, and teach them to go into those communities and revitalize their communities and take their place in the economic structure of our country. Our country is built on capitalism, and we got to capitalize. It's not business. Well, you know, we have uh, at Black Wall Street, uh, again, we're moving on our leather summit and in every summit there has been on the agenda the role of engaging the church in the economic direction and at each summit we have failed to make that materialize uh, at every summit there is always someone that brings to the table and make a motion or a resolution to how we're going to engage the churches, but we See, have that's, never that's the point you make. We have never you know done what, that, but it's always reason, on our agenda. But let me tell you the reason why it hasn't been done. There has not been an economic agenda in place, a workable model in place where people can look at and say, "That's how you do it." And that's what we did. Is we that didn't an economic the, agenda, or is that a church economic agenda? See, is that a general economic man, agenda or a church economic agenda that you're referring to, or does it matter? I think, uh, you can, to me, you can't separate the church from the community. You can't separate the community from the church because the politicians go to church, the business people go to church. Uh, it's all one and the same. We have to take our rightful place, and everybody needs to be geared to developing where they are. If you don't have a job, you make a job. You you do what the Bible says. Moses came on the scene, and uh, Moses said, well, God, you want me to go out here and free all these people? All these people? I don't know these people. Uh, I've been raised up in Egypt. <laughs> so God said, Moses, what's in your hand? He said, it's just a rod. He said, stretch out your rod. We got to stop talking black power, and we got to stretch out on it. We got to stretch out on our agendas. We got to stop blaming people. We got to uh, put the knife up. We got to put the hatchet up and start building up. And this is the first time that there has been a workable model that is incubating businesses 
And, you know, I was surprised because I didn't expect uh, this idea to grow as fast as it grew. If you've been in my office, man, paperwork everywhere. <laughs> but we didn't get support from a lot of entities. Matter of fact, when I first did this, uh, the city of Chicago gave me some abandoned property and said, Reverend Rogers, if you can do something with it, we'll help you with the next project. I had to work in sub-zero weather with one brother in our church while the black community sat on the outside of the building laughing at me and heckling me because I was in a wheelchair at that time, but I was pulling boards and gutting out an abandoned building. Well, the deacon board, what, some, of the deacons, mm-hmm. some of the deacon board over there was looking at us, but guess what happened? It was just some uh, white people who came, and um, they came and spent a whole summer there. 175 white people from around the country mm-hmm. came and spent a whole summer, and they wouldn't eat our bread, wouldn't drink our water. They slept in sleeping bags, and they helped me get out that building. They, they paid for 35 dumpsters while the people in the community sat on the outside and said, well, that Negro can't do that. That can't be done. It's not, it can't be feasible, but God said it can't be done. Sometimes we got to help ourselves before we can help anybody else. So economic development begins with entrepreneurship, starting businesses, getting those ideas working, uh, not looking for a handout but a helping hand. And I think that it's happening over here on the West Side. We well, have you know, you're having, a, uh, you're having an event the same. I know you are going to attend the first part of our economic summit on uh, right. the following Saturday. Then, but uh, you also have a business um, a meeting yourself on Saturday, starting at two That's o'clock. Right. Uh, can you uh, elaborate what this, that consists of? Oh, that's our commerce. We have develop a chamber of commerce called the Mid-Austin Chamber of Commerce, and uh, it is comprised of all the businesses we started and also uh, large corporations such as Walmart and all those people, they come to help. Uh, we have MacArthur's restaurants. Uh, we have all kinds of people are members of that chamber of commerce. So this is our first network meeting of the year starting at uh, 4.30. We'll be talking about how to do payroll for your business, Taxes for your business, new business idea. You doing uh, all this? How you, how you how you get time to uh, run a church? Doing all this? What's what's the deal? Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't That's know. A good it's question. <laughs> it, it, it must be I mean, something. Why you giving more time to business than the church? <laughs> what's going on here? I mean, are you what's happening? I mean, what's, are you balancing this out? I mean, are you are you a minister? Or are you a businessman? How are you actually being able to do? Both of them. What's going on? Let me tell you, man. (laughs) It seems amazing, but when I want to quit, almost every day I want to (laughs) quit. Every day I say, man, I understand. This is is too much for one person. You know, I got a family. And my other preachers in the neighborhood said, why don't you build a church, man? And you know what the Lord tells me? The Lord said, this is my work also. Build the people. Build the people, and I will build the church. So mm-hmm. I spend most of my time building the people, the people from the church. I service them. Um, I help the community. I do it as a work of God, and uh, it is sometimes we spend 16 hours a day, 17. When I go to the laundromat, it's 19 bags <laughs> mm. <laughs> because we haven't had a chance to go to the laundromat for some time, a month or two. 
And uh, but you know, you but just let me gotta... ask you this here. Let, when we look at the black community and we look at how the church is taking a more role in the economics, how uh, or is that? Uh, the same as it is in other communities. For example, uh, Arab businesses. Do you, or I don't know, I'm asking you this, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if this is something you can answer. Do they have a spiritual, cultural direction that's driving them in businesses as it relates to identify? The black community is a gold mine, uh, but even before Arab businesses, there was the um, uh, there was the Koreans, and even before the Koreans, there was the the uh, the Jewish uh, um, uh, ethnic groups, and before the Jewish ethnic groups, uh, there was the the normal Caucasians. Is there a right. a cultural connection that they have? to be able to penetrate the black community that the black churches uh, don't have? Or is that, does that relate? Or is my question a little bit kind of too far-fetched? No, you, no your, your question is hitting the pulse, man. Let me tell you, my father, when he was alive, not only did I go to study, and not only do I have a doctor's degree in theology, but I have a, a BA degree in uh, business administration, marketing, and advertising. Okay. So I was raised up having both spectrums. I have the religious background, but I also have the business background. All right. And my father said, in order to bring the community out, there has to be a merge between religion and business in order to help the community to sustain. So that's what I do. I blend that together. I make a blend. I blend business. I use uh, ideologies of I use the Bible. The Bible has many, many in the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, many, many hidden uh, uh, antidotes to social economic problems in our community. So I I bring those out and I teach on that in our business sessions. I teach on that in our church sessions, so the people can get the the real whole picture. It's not just uh worshiping God. You got six days that you gotta go out here and become giants, kings and queens, dream your dreams, do your business, network and support. Now the other people, the Arabians, the Jewish people, other people they have to have a spiritual agenda to do what they do. Matter of fact, uh I think Korea has been like Okay, you're breaking up a little bit now. Give give me a, a move about just a little uh, somewhere. It's breaking up some. Is it better? No. Okay, what about now? Yeah, it's a little better. Okay. Okay. Um, all these other nations, in our chamber of commerce, we welcome every uh, Korean guy, Jewish people, but we have black, African American, we have people. And these guys are being me how to respect black culture. Oh, Pastor Rogers, you're really breaking up. I'm the only one hearing that. No, you're hearing it. We're we're gonna go to a break, Pastor, and and let you find the right spot there. Like they do used to do the antennas. We're gonna let you find the right spot. We're gonna keep your mother to wiggle wiggle your antenna. (laughs) Okay, let me find it. Let me find. 
You're listening okay, to we'll be back. Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter. Mm, to your co-host. We're gonna be we're gonna be right back uh, after this announcement. You got me confused. <laughs> now I don't know what's announcement to play. We're gonna go right back. Support organizations in community building Inc. as they contribute to building up our communities by enriching the lives of others. Partners in Community Building is a nonprofit organization and there is no charge for their services. PICB is a HUD certified counseling agency and here are just a few of the services available to you in the Chicagoland area. Foreclosure prevention, there is no charge for this service. Winterization, who doesn't need their home winterized? CETA Energy Assistance and Furnace Programs. Even if you are paying your electric and gas bill on time, you may still qualify for assistance from CETA. Home ownership counseling is available as well as rental assistance referrals. Partners in Community Building is located at 3424 South State Street in Chicago. For additional information and to schedule an appointment, contact PICB at 312-328-0873. Call 312-328-0873 for all of your housing needs. Ms. Bobby Ball is the Executive Director of Partners in Community Building, Inc. Tell her you heard about it on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. It's a people problem. That's you people. and me. It's so easy to But we could solve this confusion if we tried instead of shooting. Plus, there's no excuse when we have mouths that could use them for apologizing and acknowledging fault instead of falsely accusing, making threats, shouting, and verbally abusing. You see, we could blame race because it's easy and it's legal, but the one common denominator, people, is people. It's a people problem.
They have plenty of that to spend. The problem is people want a with our host, Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Perdue. Our guest this evening is Pastor Curtis A. Rogers from the Mid-Austin Chamber of Commerce. Uh, just to name one thing that he does, uh, but he's multitasking in a whole lot of ways in his community over there on the west side of Chicago. We have about 10 minutes left in the show. I want to do a little housekeeping before we go back uh, to Mr. Carter and his guest. First of all, we uh, want to remind you of a very unique advertising offer. South Street Journal has an offer for all of our listeners on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Place an ad with the South Street Journal between now and February 27th, the date of Summit 11, and you will receive 10 ad announcements on an upcoming show. That's Place an Ad with South Street Journal between now and February 27th, and we'll give you 10 free ad announcements on an upcoming show. You heard one from Partners in the Community Building, which is one of our supporters, and we do appreciate Bobby Ball over there at 3424 South State. To place your ads, call the South Street Journal at 312-624-8351, 312-624-8351. That is also the telephone number to register for the summit on February 27th. We're going to be giving our goodie bags to the first 250 people who come through the door. So we, we want you to come early. We want you to come early. We do not want you to be disappointed. We're going to have some door prizes. CBBN member Pencilman has donated a Civil War poster. 
Um, we have a ga- King's Battle game set. We have two Bank of America debit cards. We have some more gifts coming. SM Magazine is donating some posters. We also have uh, cologne samples coming, lotion. We have someone who's inserting tea bags. We're going to have vendors there. So it's going to be uh, a day of resolutions from 8.30 to 5, a day of networking, a day of good food, a day of good meeting some good people, making some great connections. So this is all going to be tied up all in one. And we want you to know, although Black Wall Street Chicago meets quarterly for these summits. We're going to let Ron Carter tell you about that before he leaves the air. There are interim meetings throughout the quarter. They'll just meet one day. There are interim meetings every week, and you're, you're welcome uh, to come over to the office of, offices of Black Wall Street Chicago and be a part of what their agenda and what they're doing. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. Uh, I'm going to bring Ron Carter back and Pastor Rogers. I'd like I'd like to just make one comment for Pastor Rogers. Are you there? I'm here. All right. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Much one better. of the things you you were touch you were touching on, uh, and I kept thinking, and you and you spoke and you spoke about it as we criticize the ministers in the community, and I know how to do that, and as we yeah. criticize parents, and as we criticize teachers, and as we criticize you know, different people for what has not been done. There has, there's been a lot done. Uh, I have a group on my site called Positively Black, and sometimes we forget to speak about the positively black, good quality things that have been done. And we got to interject those right. things also as we do these shows and as we talk to the community. we got to keep those things on the forefront too. But I also want to say, and what you were touching on is that as you was talking about your background, and we talk about the ministry and how they're connecting to the community, and this is also in the chat room for you for uh, Black Achievement Awards. Uh, everybody doesn't have the same background and the experience. And you said That's that right. possibly part of the problem is because there was not an economic plan or structure in place for them to follow. And no disrespect, Pastor, but just because you pick up a Bible and you walk into a storefront and you and you pass the plate does not mean that you know how to do economic development or even know what it is. Just like anybody has to be trained and shown what to do, their backgrounds are different. They may not they may have their heart in it and they may not have their heart in it. They may they may be not what we're looking for in the community then you have to realize that and not associate with that. But they may have their heart in it but not have the ability to follow Mm -hmm. through with their dream or their plan. And and someone has to put it out there. Now, if we're putting it out there, as Pastor Rogers is doing, as other people come forth and do and developing an economic model to follow, and they're deciding – not to be a part of that economic model. It may not be the model for them, but if right. it's beneficial to the community and the community okay. is a successful plan, which appears to be, I haven't been over there to look at it, but I'm going, if it appears to be a successful formula that could be replicated and we're putting it out there and people, uh, ministers, whoever it may be, in, in whatever industry it may be, and you don't replicate that, then you may be saying right. that it's time for you to move on. 
but everyone doesn't have mm-hmm. the same experience and the same ability like you have in the classes for your people over there. They have the desire to be entrepreneurs, but they may yeah. not have the background, the ability, the knowledge. People don't even know where to get started. It's overwhelming for them. So don't say that people don't, they don't want to do it. They ain't going to do it. They not going to do it. They won't do it. They sometimes, sometimes they don't know how to do it. Back to Ron and Pastor Rogers. Well, kind of uh, backtracking on what you just said, Sonia, um, I have to say that I felt uh, the meeting that we had at uh, the uh, Pastor Rogers' office this past Tuesday, I have to say that was one of the most constructive meetings that I've been in in a long time, mainly because there was four different agendas from about, no, well, three different agendas from three different groups that had a common agenda but still on their own track. But at the end of that meeting, I think that we came out with a real, I mean, some of the strategies that we talked about are not for the record, so to speak, but uh, mm-hmm. the, the strategy, how we came together to to get uh, something done, was pretty unique in the sense that I have not been into a meeting because that was the first time that all of us really have been in the same meeting together. Right. You know, we was basically <laughs> all strangers. I mean, we have talked to each other here and there, but we have never been in a strategic planning meeting together. And after we get through with our general introductions of who we are, we talk shop on some strategic things that we got to do to move to the next step. And as we did, and in taking consideration that each three groups had a major meeting of their own on the same day, but we was able to collaborate with the three agendas, the three different meetings, three major uh, groups having three major meetings on the same day, and how we collaborated that we're still going to be in unison and what the next step we're going to do to, uh, I guess, to collaborate each agenda. So uh, I think, uh, Pastor Rogers, we probably need to go to some other meetings of different groups and be a template of how to work together, so to speak. Uh, Because, again, I felt so good about that type of meeting among strangers with the same agenda <laughs> on a different track. But then, yeah, uh, right. please, uh, kind of follow, and, uh, follow up with uh, what Sonia was uh, indicating, that uh, I think that some people, maybe members, don't really know how to do it. They have the drive but don't know how. And I think that even, again, going back to our meeting, even though we did not know how we was going to do what we came together to do, but we strategically laid out how to move forward. Um, That's right. right. So uh, is that something that, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, well, I'm going to jump, I made that statement, 
But as I indicated earlier, one problem that Black Wall Street has had and which we let out frustrations at every summit, the role of the churches in this economic uh, drive, knowing that the church is, the black church at least, is the dominant force uh, of of the movement. And then I think earlier before the break, uh, we I think I asked about does the other groups have a spiritual directive that is maybe greater than the black community where they're able to move an economic agenda and I don't know if we have to take in consideration slavery that a lot of groups have not uh, witnessed but what is it that they have, or do they have, a uh, invisible cultural or religion that's keeping them more focused than the black community? Is that fair to say? I don't think that they have uh, their their religiosity. I think what our uh, forward movement has come from the African American experience. See, our experience devastating that it has hold for the people for all different years probably. It was a attack, but it was Oh, Pastor Rogers, you are definitely breaking up on us. What, what you got to do? You got to uh, step to the right, step to the left, yeah. or... I got a foot in the pool. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you're breaking up pretty bad. We can't we can't hardly hear you now. We was able to hear you earlier, but we can't hardly hear you now. All right. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, you're still breaking up some. All right. Well, what about now? Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I we're think gonna, it's, we got we think got about four minutes, and we're gonna we're gonna let both of you uh, make your final comments, and we're gonna close the show out because that might be a sign pass for this time for you to get some rest too. So we're gonna we to we haven't even had open. dinner yet. <laughs> well, that might be time. It may well be time. It, it might so be. I guess make your yeah. make your closing remarks. Okay. Okay. Uh, what, what Ron was saying, which is important, uh, there no, there's no, to me, no person on the face of people on to the earth are spirit and are driven by God, the black people. Uh, our agenda is different because we have devastated by the slave experience that's even spilled over into our generation. The solution is God is us accountable to being destroyed by lack of knowledge and because we haven't things like what we're doing today that's the reason why the problem is we have opportunity it all starts first one it doesn't matter who it is or who uses when the plan comes up we all need to counsel and start moving with that plan what the black people need to do need to move it
going to. I don't think you're going to make it to the end of the show. I think it's dinner time. You know. All right. <laughs> I yeah. Think, you, you know what we're going to do, Pastor Rob? We got to do another one. <laughs> we got to. We got to oh. do it again. Yeah, because we have we have so much more to talk about. We have so oh, much yeah, more we do. to talk about. We're absolutely going to do it again. And we're going to. We want to thank you for being here with us this, this evening. And I certainly want to come over Appreciate there and you. take a look uh-huh. at your facility. Okay, well, just listen on for uh, our closing, uh, Pastor Rogers. Um, and with that, uh, even with the, the, the big agenda that uh, you have there on the west side of Chicago and what we have, we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, meet and talk shop regarding how we can duplicate what you're doing to other ministers, regardless of how big the agenda is of uh, ministers have is serving their congregation, uh, we have to really kind of talk shop in bringing them into the flow. As I indicated earlier, on certain commercial strips in the black community, there are, um, during, the, during the week, those streets are vacant, but those commercial strips are full on Sunday. And all I see is a dollar size. So as Black Wall Street has continued to raise the issue uh, in frustration without any motion or resolution, uh, we're going to uh, talk about that and see if I can grab a little bit more of your wisdom and the template that you have had uh, in order for Black Wall Street to kind of move uh, some type of the, that that spirit that you have among other churches, as as deep as it may be to get there, we're going to dig deep to try to make that happen. And and with that, with this here particular summit that's coming up uh, on the 27th, uh, we know that we're going to be talking about a resolution regarding uh, Madison Street. But as we do that, uh, as chairman, I'm going to take liberty of the uh, S-chair to reintroduce to the group that we will be talking shop regarding uh, the black church and economics because it definitely is the stronghold at this point. And no offense, we're going to try to make business just as much as a stronghold in the black community. Uh, with that in mind, uh, with uh, Black Wall Street agenda of sustaining and increasing black businesses, we want to really welcome the uh, the listeners to this summit. We definitely encourage people to uh, pre-register and pre-register because if no pre-registration, the the, uh, the summit is free. But if you uh, register after next Wednesday. It's going to be a cost of uh, a mission of of ten dollars, and I think we might say fifteen dollars on the day of without no RSVP, mainly to cover the cost because we're doing some pre uh, advancements such as the goodie bags that Sonia is putting together, and if we have a uh, overflow of people, uh, which we're anticipating. Then that's going to be a cost because we don't that that includes the the packages that people will have the goodie bags and the uh, the free food but we got to cover those costs for and uh, late registrations is uh, fee is part of helping to cover that cost 
So uh, with the uh, Chicago Black Business Network, uh, we're very uh, pleased with Sonia. Yes, Sonia, you have definitely been a jewel to uh, Black Wall Street as we move forward, and we want to have our Black Wall Street people to join the Black uh, Business Network. And uh, Pastor Rogers wants you to extend to your membership of the Mid-Austin Chamber of Commerce to be a part of the Chicago Black Business Network as well so that we can build this uh this network that Sonia has uh, put together. And beyond the Chicago Black Business Network, she has has just been creating to be a a wrecking in uh, what we need to do, a beacon in what we need to do here. Uh, So as we end this show, we want to welcome, and is uh, Bob still around? He's on. He's in the chat room. Okay, well then he's we in the definitely... chat room lighting it, lighting up the chat room over there. But he says great job tonight. So he in there lighting up the chat room. But he says great job tonight. Yeah, <laughs> matter of fact, I welcome Bob from uh, last week when he came on. He definitely mm-hmm. gives some good uh, focus for us uh, to uh, elaborate on uh, with him and the uh, the listeners and the callers and the guests that we had as we move forward, uh, Black Wall Street USA on the uh, Black Business Network is definitely growing and definitely a an enlightenment for me as we move on and as we spread the word to sustain and increase black businesses. So, Sonia, as we close out this show, uh, how do uh, we're going to be looking at some other guests um, uh, the following week, next uh, Thursday at 7 uh, p.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, we're really welcome for people to submit their ideas and suggestions on some topics that we need to address in sustaining and increasing black businesses as well. You know, Ron, we probably we probably can never we probably can make a just run a hundred just make a list because <laughs> we probably never run out of, we can really make a list and never run out of topics. But Correct. we got uh, I got ninety seconds uh, warning coming in my ear. But uh, listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. We're on the air right here every Tuesday evening, and also Black Wall Street USA is on the air here every Thursday evening. Thank you once again. Uh, like. Pastor Rogers, we just keep on ticking. We just keep on going. Our days are long also, but there's a reason for all of this to be coming together. Ron, thank you for another great show. I'll see you next week. Thank you, Sonia. Have a great night. All right.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.